when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from Pee-wee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at Zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. I'll tell you what's up. Based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Geek Time Entertainment runs exclusively along with different events in the area to strategize with their partners who will benefit with increased exposure and patron traffic. Geek Time Entertainment will work with your event in increasing the event's traffic via social media, radio, and storefront advertisements. Holy cow! Also, they will help increase business for your company and event with different sales incentives. Duh. Whether your event will be small or even mid-scale, Geek Time Entertainment is the group to work with. That's what I'm talking about. Contact them today at geektimeentertainment at gmail.com or facebook.com backslash geektimeentertainment. Oh my god, who the hell is Cash. Hey, this is Jason Avant. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Yeah, we're down here at Launch Trampoline Park in Deferent, New Jersey. Uh, instead of doing it over the phone, we thought it was local enough to come down. Uh, we're here with the owner, and you guys know this guy from his days playing with the Eagles, later on Carolina, went to Kansas City, the whole gamut. University of Michigan for the college fans, 
Jason Avant. Jason, how's it going, man? Everything's going well. Sitting here, um, enjoying retired life and uh, over here at Launch Trampoline Park, enjoying the day-to-day process. Yes. Well, you know, let's start with, obviously, we'll talk some football, the drafts coming up and all the field. Mm-hmm. But let's obviously start with launch. You know, this, you're a franchisee. Uh, Ty Law, the cornerback, fellow Michigan alum, started this uh, company and whatnot. What what would you want the fans to know about launch if they decide to come here or any of it? Yeah. Well, well um, our, our launch is is um, launch is great as a great franchise and um, and their their up and coming franchise. I believe in their vision of uh, of, of their uh, expansion game plan and. Um, the thing that I love about them is that they give the franchise e a voice, and um, they listen to our ideas. They put it on the panel, put it up for discussion with some of those that are higher up in the company, and they give you a clear-cut answer and a reason why, if they agree with it or they disagree with it. And they also allow us to um, have um, some freedom in design and different things like that, um, as long as with it's within a certain color scheme. Um, and as far as launch Deford is concerned, we're very, very unique. Um, when you come in, you're like, wow, because it's nicely appointed when it comes to decorations. It's modern. Um, and we also have a lot of attractions here. It's not just a trampoline park. We have Ninja Warrior, rock climbing, battle beam, indoor playground, arcade, cafe, you name it. As many things as I did name, we have a lot of things here. Yeah, I walked in about 10 minutes ago from when we started recording this and all. Yeah. Like you said, just the layout from when you walk in the door, you got the desk, then you, right over to your left, right away you see about the, like the Ninja Park yeah. Warrior that I saw some kids and all, and some staff over at. So, yeah. you know, right off the bat, the layout is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, when you do all the uh, things that you have here, I haven't had a chance to check out the whole place yet, but it's, most people don't realize when you, yeah, you come to have fun, but yeah, it's a workout too. Yeah. For the kids, adults, whoever's participating. Yeah, see, so. see moms recognize that um, as well. So um, a lot of our kids, they, they're having so much fun, but they don't realize that they're uh, burning calories and that they're getting fit and all those types of things. So that's the, the part of it that we really, really like is that it's active fun. And, um, and that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't want to uh, be in the FEC or Family Entertainment Center business. I wanted to be in an active fun business. It's something that I've been active my whole life and I believe in and I want my kids to be active. And I want everyone's kids to be active. And I know um, that it's a, um, a problem in our society. Just think about it. It's more, more dangerous than ever. So moms are reluctant to bring their kids um, outside to the park anymore just because of the fear that's going on in our country. Oh, there's so, so much so there. much of it. So so we want to provide a safe place for kids to come in and get that um, active um, running around let that energy out like they should. It, you know, you and me are about the same age and yeah. it's like you know how much things have changed even from when we grew up. And you yeah. grew up out in the Midwest near Chicago yeah. and all and not me in this yeah. area. Yeah. But you, if you think about it, and you, you probably think of it from a different perspective, being a father of three, yeah. worrying about the safety of your kids and everything else, taking them out. It's amazing, like you said there, how much has changed. Yeah. But you got a place here that you could bring your kids and 
it's definitely a safe environment, but it's also a fun environment as yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah, we definitely gear ourselves to try to have as much fun as possible for, for the kids. I think it's um, a very, very safe place just because, um, like I said, there's so much crime in our culture is that the parents are afraid to take their kids outside and, and we want to provide a safe place and a place that we can kind of trick the kids into having uh, and being active and fit, you know. Um, you're moving around on those trampolines, you're jumping a basketball, you're playing dodgeball, or you're rock climbing or doing a ninja course, you don't realize how um, strenuous it is until you're sweating at the end of the day. And um, and so that's what we want to do. We want to, to, to have active, uh, active fun center. Yeah, because you know, it's funny. I heard a little girl, leave, family was leaving as I was coming in the door. Yeah. And I heard the little girl go, Mommy, I'm sweating from all that running around. And yeah. it, it was funny, you know, just like it, like the kid was just coming in to. Yeah. Now, like you said, you were active and yeah, played NFL the whole yeah. bit. You know, so you're always physical there. When you, right before you opened up the place here, were you, uh, did you get to try anything? Or like, man, and you go, damn, that, that, yeah, that beat my butt a little bit, you know, that kind of. No, it, it, it definitely, like, yes. So I'm still active. I still get on the trampolines. I, I'm on the trampolines every day. So, yeah, but you know, did, did, yeah. did, did you walk away and go, man, that gave me a workout. Exactly. You know, Especially like when I do the ninja course. The ninja course is one of those things that you like, man, it's an upper body workout. Yeah. And uh, everyone that gets there and get up there, you realize, like, oh my goodness, you have to be strong to do this. You know? Yeah, like it was funny, right before you were dealing with another family and a customer, you know, just interacting, talking with them. I watched one kid, he was starting to do this ninja thing we were yeah. talking about a minute ago, but then I guess an older brother, like teenager or whatever, I didn't really get a glimpse, oh, I can do it. You know, you can see that yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah. It's like you saw him, like after they did, got a little step, like, wow, that's, that's you can hard. see You can see that realization hitting. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, was that part of the factor uh, as far as launch is concerned, getting into this type of field post NFL? Uh, because of your kids, it was that part of the thought process. Yeah, it, it was what you wanted to do. Yeah, my, my kids love the love love um, family entertainment centers. They love. We we're always going somewhere to spend money to, to you know to, to keep them um, active or have fun or whatever. And um, I was in a, a park in Charlotte, and uh, my kids loved it. And uh, and I began to say, you know what, I can run this. You know, I, you know, I had the background to University of Michigan. I had to use it for something. Yeah. And I began to research, and I just caught the bug, and I began to research. And the next, so what I did from that point on, for the next two years, I worked in the parks in the off season. Oh. So when I was when I would work out in the morning, I would go work in Newark, Delaware, at a launch um, trampoline park, so I can get the day to day operations down to see what the accounting was like in the back office, those types of things. That, yeah, to you know, learn the other aspects of aspect having of, the, Yeah, to having a business. So um, so I was preparing myself for it. Um, I knew that football was dwindling down um, because of my age, not because um, I couldn't play. I still can play, but the age is a negative connotation. It's at a certain point, it starts certain, to... Yeah, it, start, it starts to fight against you. Now, did you uh, reach out to uh, Ty Law there, being a fellow Michigan alum, to say, hey, I'm thinking about becoming a franchisee? I did. How did you get involved with him? Well, you know what? I, I knew him, um, and we also had mutual friends. So I knew him from alumni um, deals at the University of Michigan. And, and we had a mutual friend in Rodney Harrison, which was my okay. mentor growing up. And, uh, and, 
and I saw Carl Rodney and got his contact because I was looking at um, different franchises and I wanted, wanted to hear his pitch of why should you launch over a sky zone or another park. Yeah. Um, and um, I like the uh, the answer answers that he gave me. I'm hands on, and I like to have autonomy. Um, and they were able to do that without sacrificing the vision of their their uh, the corporate story. Okay. Well, folks, if you want to check out uh, Jason's launch here in Deford, it's yeah. actually yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna send them to the website yeah. launchdeford.com or launchdeford well, on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff mm -hmm. to get prices, hours, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for those in the Philly region, you'd be familiar. It's near the Deford Mall. Yeah. It's literally five to ten minutes in the bridges. Yeah. So you know, it's real simple to get to. But I'm curious to know when you mentioned it a little bit. You knew your career was winding down mm -hmm. somewhat and all. When did you uh, have a real feeling? Because I heard that uh, the Falcons had reached out to you and say, "Hey, yeah. Phil, you what was it last year or whatever?" Yeah. They reached out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I knew it when the the um, at the end of my career with the Eagles, I knew my career was winding down just because of the role that I that I that, um, that I had in, in uh, Kelly's offense. Um, as you get older, your specs have to continue to increase. So there's a constant um, um, opinion of you in this league. Yeah. Once you get over 30 and then your specs decrease any, they're going to attribute it to, to age. So I knew that my time was winding down and and uh, in Philadelphia, um, when, when Coach Kelly became um, at the end of my first year with Coach Kelly, yeah. so I knew that based on the season I had. And um, so, was he upfront and honest with you? Because obviously, around here, there was different opinions about Coach Kelly. I guess from the yeah. press and the fans or whatever. Did you have a good experience with the man? Uh, some like or at least a professional one. Professional ones, yeah, yeah. So he was a he's a, he's a, he's a good coach. He likes the, he, he likes what he likes, and that's every coach. Yeah. Every coach wants their way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but if it. everything was good, yeah. he was yeah, straight cool yeah, yeah, everything everything was fine. It was all business. I, yeah, yeah. For, for, for me, I, I normally never have a problem with coach me as a person. Yeah. Um, just because they're there they're to coach you. You yeah. got to whatever they want. That's what you do. Yeah, because I mean, it's a job. Well, you know, because I mean? you know, obviously you've heard certain players and guys you probably know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Complain this that what? Cause, but everybody has a different relationship with their yeah. with their boss or coach. Well, yeah, but you, everybody I know or have talked to have said Jason's straight up bases. I know people around Andy Reid. We yeah. know, you know, other people in the league. It's like when they said when you mentioned Jason Alon, it's like the guy's aces. Yes, yeah, so. I've done. That's good. That's that's a long a long career of of, of, of doing things the right way but also sacrificing my own need for the team you know what i mean there's times where i was a young player that i could have left and made more money but i wanted to win and i also wanted i cared about the development of, of deshaun and, and jeremy and, and my teammates and I, and I thought that they could be better players if i stayed just from pointers and different things and, like that and you know what especially because you those guys were on the outside and everything yeah you know those guys the gun too. Yeah. I think you, and I know you've gotten some credit yeah. but for it, at least in Philadelphia, especially here, how tough you were to be able to jump in that slot and say, you know what, 
Yeah. You, took, you know, it's like it's a car crash, you know. Yeah. You know when you're going to get licking at some point. There. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's that. You, you, you're you going to pay the price for being over the middle. It's like a, it's like a taxi. Yeah. And that's getting it. Uh, the thing that you don't realize is that in our offense, you have to have a personality in order to play the slot. You have to be very, very smart in order to play the slot too because you may have to pick up a blitz. You may have to be the hot receiver. You have to be able to see the safeties. You have to relay information from the quarterback to the other receivers that are outside of you. You have to know a whole bunch um, in order to be that slot person. But also you have to be willing to sacrifice because just in the West Coast offense, the offense is designed for Jerry Rice. That's his Steve Walsh yeah. design offense for. So that's the Z receiver. That's whoever T.O. was yeah. and Deshaun was. Those outside, outside guys, that, yeah. right? So the inside guy doesn't get a whole bunch of love. So you have to have a, a, a different type of demeanor. Yeah. You can't be a me guy on the inside. No. Because there's gonna, you're not going to get the ball when you like to. You're going to be a situational player that the catches that you make match rather than volume. But on the flip side of that, there's a certain toughness yeah. and intelligence, which you yeah. mentioned there, to be able to play that role to for the it. coaches and everybody to say, put him in that, whether it's Jason Avon or whoever. whoever yeah. yeah, you have to, there's a certain amount of toughness and intelligence you have to yeah. have to say, throw that guy there, we know he can do it, do the job. Yeah, you want, you want the guy, and, and, and nowadays we're, we're enamored with how fast the guy is. A guy runs real fast in the, in the combine. Everyone's, oh man, you gotta draft. It's that. And that's just, and, and that's good. Speed is, is is definitely a weapon. But it's not the whole picture. It's not the whole picture. You need players that you can depend on, that's consistent. I, I would rather be a consistent day-to-day -day player. You get the same thing from him every day. He's good all the time. Not just when it's a big game or or not so big game, that type of thing. I want a person that's consistent. I can trust that person as a coach. You want 53 guys on your team, and this is not just about the receivers, yeah. but the whole picture. I would think, especially, and I noticed that with Andy Reid when he was in town here, that coaching us. You want 53 guys in here, or he did anyway, that he knows he can trust those guys. Yeah. If he asked them to go do a job, those guys are going to go do the job to the best of their ability. Yeah, you you want you want those guys. You want you want those guys that um, that that you want talent. You need talent, but yeah. you need your talent to be able to buy. It. And I think that's where you see success as coach. When your talent buys into the coach, like for example, Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady gets dog cursed by Bill Belichick. Does Tom Brady have to be dog cursed by Bill Belichick? Not at all. He can haul off and curse Bill Belichick out and guess what? Nothing will happen to him. Yeah. But he allows himself to be coachable. He buys into the system. You need your talent to buy in. And you need once your talent buys in, everybody else is gonna fall in the order. Yeah, if you're you know? yeah. Because and like you said there and I'm you know gonna obviously watch how we say this and yeah. whatnot, but if where like a guy like Tom Brady could easily tell you to go fly a cut. Yeah. But he says, you know what? He'll take it and yeah, take eat grin it. and bear it. One of yeah. those, yeah. You know, I bet you get some of the other guys, depending on the depth chart. Don't well, if he's gonna treat Tom like that. What, what kind of treatment are you gonna get? Yeah, exactly, but ninety, but ninety percent of the time, it's not that case. Yeah, it, it's it's always, and that's what you want as a coach. You want all the guys to be on the same level. All the guys to work hard. 
when you have those inconsistencies and personalities and guys you can tell to do this and guys that listen and won't listen, you get so many fluctuations in personalities, yeah. that's when winning C becomes hard. Come on, come on. You yeah. were in the league for how long now? Yeah, of course, years. you're going to see so many different personalities yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. yeah, you just need them to buy in. You're going to have personality. Personality is okay. Yeah. You just got to be willing to work hard. When it comes time between the lines, it's... Yeah. And, well, I want to ask you about this because it's, I found it interesting and we're not obviously a religious show, but I know you are yeah. a practicing Christian and all that. Yeah. Uh, was, did that affect relationships in the locker room? Cause there's so many different, you know, types of people you know in what? the game. It never did for me because I'm not a religious as far as um, judging people. No, I came from the muck, the mire. I've seen some of the worst things that ever happened that can happen to people. Yeah, just from being from Chicago and growing up and, and growing up in games and all that type of stuff. So I never carried a, a better than you approach to life. Yeah. So I always wanted my teammates to be able to be able to come to me. So I shared my story of how God changed me around, how Jesus changed me around. Yeah. Um. So they can understand that that there's always hope and there's always a chance to turn something around. So I never really had any issues in the locker room um, with guys. They were always comfortable around me and I never really reprimanded people for cursing or for doing certain things. You but, do your thing, yeah, I'll do mine. You know? Yeah, you, you, yeah you try to, I try to live my life in a way that people will recognize that it's different. Yeah, well, you know, but the reason I wanted to go there mm -hmm. was because, you know, I'm doing a little homework, yeah. watching some stuff and whatnot online created like some I saw some testimonies yeah. different Stuff things like that. Yeah. that you've done and whatnot which is cool you know yeah. like I said each their own but on one of them you mentioned something I forget like I think you were talking to a pastor a local network in this area mm -hmm. while you're yeah. still in town so I can't sorry that I didn't write it down but you mentioned during during your discussion with this gentleman that your your belief and religions and all had uh, kept you from falling into worse positions. Were you that bad off be prior to being saved? Yeah, so I used to, so before 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 I met Christ, man, I was, oh, like, bad. I used to be in, in, in the Gangster Disciples in Chicago, which is a, a nationwide game. I was on the corners, I used to sell drugs when I was a little kid. And, um, and, and my surrender to Jesus Christ changed my whole life around. So the grit that you saw was really from the streets. And, and, what, and, and what made me to be able to sustain it was an appreciation for where God has run me from. And I used to raise my hands up. What I was saying was, Lord, I thank you. You appreciate it. I remember everything that I've been through in order to get here. And I didn't deserve to be there. And that's how I played the game. I deserved, I played the game like I didn't deserve and I appreciate it. It was a privilege to play the game. Privilege because I appreciate it where I came from and also the talent that God has given me. And um, I wanted to show him that I was grateful in, in the way I did it. So I didn't care about linebackers or getting hit, any of that stuff because I was playing for more. I thought about the city of Philadelphia when I played. I thought about my family. I thought about um, my relationship with Christ. I thought about a lot of people. And um, that's what gave me strength to um, to, to take a back seat sometimes to some other guys. Like you were and saying earlier about and, your and, role. And, yeah, and give in order to reach a better goal. I wish we would have won the championship.
didn't do it, but I gave her everything that I had. You left it out on the field. I left everything I had. You know, it's interesting because I we've dealt with a lot of folks and former athletes who have decided to base their roots here. Mm-hmm. We've said it multiple occasions here. Uh, you know, you're from the Chicago area, you went to Michigan, yeah. and then came here as a draft. When you were winding things down and all, and trying to decide what next for my career, what was it about this area? The, and obviously it had to be a conversation yeah, no. with your wife to say, yeah. this feels right to be here in South Jersey, Philly area. There was a lot of things to it, you know. Um, the relationships that we've established here were lifelong relationships. Uh, the relationship that that um, that I have with the community here, people just enjoy me being here. Like I, I'm here every day at the park, and I take pictures, I sign autographs, I do whatever. And for for them, it means so much. Not that I was the the most famous player ever. It's just that I'm a part of the community, and um, and sometimes people want to want to bounce their ideas up and see if they're off or not, see if they're right or not. Yeah, I asked me the Eagles question or something, and to have someone in there, it actually uh, helps them in some way. And I feel like that I can help um, our community. It's a lot of stuff going on. And, and what we're doing is here at the park, not only are we a park, we're entertainment. And like, just like we're on football field, this park is entertainment. It's taking the mind away from the stresses of life. And I want, and I knew that I can do that with being here in the park where people can have conversations. So being in this area, it was, um, I love the people. I love the hard work of the city, um, the hard work mentality of the city, and um, also felt like I can give something back to, to to this area. And other thing too, my wife hates Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> I I've only yeah. been through the airport, so I can't say yeah. either way. And uh, and I'm, I, I love I love Chicago. My wife doesn't like Chicago, and uh, and she's from Savannah, and I don't like Savannah, so we stand for this. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is kind of you know kind of down. Both, you know, we, can make it, a lot of we, we can make it work. Yeah. But uh, since you brought up launch again, let me transition, transition to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as your transition from professional sports now into being an entrepreneur, is there any similarities that you were able to take from football to what you're doing now as an owner? The biggest thing that you can take from it is work ethic and, and structure. So, um, there's not many. There's not many. There is. There, there are some. The biggest thing is, is work ethic. Like you got to be able to put in time. Like in order to make in order to make it to the pros, I had to in high school. I had to get up in the morning when I didn't want to, when everybody else was in, you know, doing things that they liked, whether it was partying or going to the mall or whatever they did as little uh, as, as high schoolers. I was out running routes. I knew that. I knew that I had to sacrifice. Then I was only high school player that can a receiver that can bench over 300 pounds is because I was in the weight room a lot and you were putting the work in putting the work in the time so I recognized that with launch you had to put time in so that hard work mentality that you had in football that carries over into any aspect of life now the organizational structure that I learned with coach Reed in order for and, and from from different coaches that I've had the difference one one of the biggest difference between each coach that I've had is that Coach Reed is the most organized coach that I've ever had um, in college or the pros. Everything that we do is down to a science when it comes to everything, where we, where we need to be. In order to be successful, every 
staff member that we have needs to know at all times what they're supposed to be doing, where they're supposed to be, and how they're supposed to execute their assignment. And that's something that we try to do here at Moms. We don't like people standing around and we want people to, 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 to um, the more you can do, like to, to, to do something um, to, to, to um, dealt the business out. And in order to do that, they have to have a game plan. And that's what, we, that's what we're big into. Um, you can't anticipate a player or a teammate or employee to, to, to do something that they haven't been coached to do. So it's my job to provide them with a game plan. And uh, that's, that's, what, that's what we do here. And I learned that from Coach Reed. So those things are, everything else is totally foreign and different. Like there's nothing you're still you have to do with learning. But it seems like, yeah. based on your answer there, that you would be open to suggestions yeah. from employees going, hey, uh, we do X, Y, and Z with whatever. Can we try this? Yeah. So we, you're open to we're, 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 ideas. We're, we're open. A lot, a lot of the things that the employees um, come up with, we, we definitely listen. And um, if it's a good idea, we'll implement it. Yeah. But a lot of times the employees don't see the back office things. They don't understand cost. They don't understand, um, you know, margins and different things. All the other little, the other business side of things, you know. Because sometimes great ideas can be great ideas, but they're just how are we gonna implement this in a yeah, reasonable way. Exactly. Yeah, how are we gonna implement yeah. it? Well, I last football question anyway for you. We got the draft. We're recording this a week or so before the draft. Coming to Philadelphia, which is interesting. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think of bringing the show on the road, so to say? And are you gonna be catching up with anybody coming to town? Yeah, but um, we, we, I'll be down there a couple times for different interviews or whatever. Um, hey, good promotional yeah, for lunch. Yeah, yeah, for lunch, <laughs> yep, yep, so, but um, I'm excited about it. And hopefully I get a chance to see, I, I, um, I talked to, to, to Mike Vick and I know he's coming to town, me and him may go to dinner or something like that. Um, and a few other guys, whoever's in town, we usually, we usually kind of stay tight and um, and probably go get something to, something to eat, talk about old times, that type of thing. Hey, because you know what, you, like a, we've talked about, you got your wife and your kids here, your family yeah. family, but they were your professional family, family some of these guys, because of how much time you spend together with all of them. You, spend, you know so much about every person, you know, because you, especially the guys that lasted more than, you know, a couple of years, you know, you, you know everything about them, you know everything. These guys are my brothers, you know, they're, you know, they're my it, you professional. Know, that's it, no, it's not a professional. It's, but you know, they're, they're, they're family, they, you yeah. know. So that's, so that's that, and um, so I'll, I'll get a chance to meet them. Now, as far as the draft, um, you gotta, you gotta take the best player. You gotta go, yeah. You gotta take best player. Because, and, and, and it's more needed now just because there's so many positions that you actually need. Yeah. The receivers will do better than they did last year with some older experience, but you still need a younger heir. <laughs> you need younger talent. So there's so many different places that you can go. I say you go, you go to the best available. Um, and I, me personally, I would, I would love to see them draft a Fournette. Um, now, Fournette doesn't necessarily fit the West Coast offense. That's the only thing, that he doesn't necessarily fit the West Coast offense. Um, the kick, McCaffrey, it's plausible, 
but you can use him. Army knife type of player, Darren Sproles is, but you got Darren Sproles, and I know he's older. Guy can still go though. He still can go. So do you take a younger version of Darren Sproles? We've seen what Darren Sproles can do. Yeah. Even though Darren Sproles is great at it, is that enough to take you to the next level? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what you're getting. It's, you're what, getting there's so many variables there. So yeah, so there's so many different variables. You need corners. Yeah, defensive line a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, need, you, need, you need a lot of stuff. So I'm like, I'm, I'm Eagles fan through and through. So well, I, could I, you I see yourself through. getting involved with like coaching or anything like that eventually? One day, because my, my kids are, my kids are. They're still pretty young, young. So, so I, I would love to see their, their, um, them off in the right trajectory as far as their character and their. Values and scoring, like just the whole, all of those things before before I invest that much time because it's a time game when it comes to coaching, and I don't want to commit to something that I'm not all the way into. So um, around high school age or maybe before when they don't want anything to do with that, <laughs> that, age, that. yeah, <laughs> when I become embarrassing, maybe maybe that's an start. Well, Jason. Uh, we definitely want people, if they're in the area, to yeah. check out Launch, launchdeffort.com. Yeah. Come come on down to the mall area, work near Chuck E. Cheese and Ross, get something to eat over at the Red Lobster there. Yeah, you know. it's right make, here. You know, make it a day. Yeah, we, we really yeah. would love you to come. We appreciate um, you guys even considering us to have one on the race, on the race train, and, and, um, and we just, like I said, we'll treat you right. We do birthday parties, we do group events, corporate events. We can do anything. We can. We can um, open this place up. We can um, sleep on um, lock-ins and different everything here. You know what? So at the very least, launchdefort.com. Give them a call. You know, let's you know at least talk to them and see what can be done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give them the opportunity to do your right. Yeah. 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 I will say on the record and off the record that you know your your office manager came in, introduced herself, all of it. Everybody here involved with launch the staff you have has been nothing but aces nah, and good people good people you know so that's that's probably going to be key to the success of launch that you yeah. have a good team surrounding yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we do we, we, we did everything that we could in order to ensure that we have the best staff staff members we did we've did three and a half hour interviews um with uh, most of our staff you know sessions so so we, we, we've had them for a long time, you know, um, figuring out character things and, and um, you know, just trying to see if they will fit our culture. So um, yeah. we, we hope they, they, they turn out really well. And, and so far, our, um, our reviews of our staff has been the, the most proud moment for me. Yeah, just the interactions we've had, whether yeah. it's communication through email, phone, you know. Yeah. But, and here in person today, everybody's been great. So yeah. that's going to help go a long way oh, for right. the success of the business. So. Yeah. Jason Avon, thank you so much. No, no problem. Thanks, Pat. Have a good one, okay? Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, Great strength.
With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Amanda Verse, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, 